You were the chosen one. It was said that you would destroy this sin, not join them. My master could never be as vile as you. Anakin Skywalker was weak. I destroyed him. Then I will avenge his death. Revenge is not the Jedi way. I am no Jedi. The Shattered Order Podcast proudly presents Chosen Ones. Hello, every... Nope. I'm muted. Hold on. on. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome... Oh, to the 289th geez, episode man. of the Shadow Order Podcast, I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. Um, somehow, I do the same thing every week, mm-hmm. but each week, I forget to hit a different button. So. Yeah, it's uh, you would almost think that we've <laughs> never done this before. It's incredible, but I love it. What's going on, dude? Uh, it is... Uh, I mean, not a whole lot's going on, actually. Just enjoying my weekend. I'm oh. three days into my weekend. Got one more to go. So. Nice. Very nice. Um, So, Corky and Chat, a friend of mine, was asking, because he just now found out that the waiting music is your wife on the harp. Oh, yes. So, he was asking if there was a place where she had any of her recorded stuff. Um, She has a YouTube channel um with a few things i've been trying to get do some more stuff we need to get something up there soon um i does she still play all the time like practice uh she plays every now and then she's had a couple gigs lately she went and played at a graduation uh at the university of oklahoma med medical school uh some sort of graduation for them and then she played she played something else um Oh, like a retirement home type thing. Uh, so she still does that on occasion. Um, but yeah, she is. Uh, I think she's incredible. But um, I was. Just I'm obviously the, biased. I was just thinking of the forty year forty year old virgin uh, quote. Is it true that if you don't lo- use it, you lose it? <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I asked if she practiced. Yeah, she. Uh, she she practices not probably not as much as she probably should or that I wish she did but you know we're busy so um let's it happens. see here uh i am grabbing a link to one of her videos that'll give everyone the channel if they're into it it'll be in the here we go all right so it is in the chat um that's her youtube channel you can go check out uh, video we did not too long ago for Christmas, I believe. But yeah, she's she's awesome. The harp is an incredible instrument. Uh, I don't know how the hell she does it, but she does. So Pretty you know, cool. yeah, I love that we're we can just talk about whatever on this show now because I, that reminds me of uh, <laughs> when I was a kid. My great grandfather, before he passed away, he passed on. Um, and I'm going to have to get this from my mom because she held on to it and she still hasn't given it to me. Hmm. But he passed down like an heir, a family heirloom. Okay. And the heirloom he gave me is a juice harp. Do you know what that is? I don't. It's that thing you put between your teeth and you flick the little thing 
I'm going to look this up. Juice yeah, harp? Yes, you're going to have to look at it. It's called a juice harp. Okay. Anyone out there in chat know what a juice harp is? Interesting. Um, uh, that's it. Yeah, interesting. Okay. <laughs> You've heard the sound before. Like, yeah, juice probably. harps have a very distinct sound. And he gave me one. I still don't know how to play it. I've never used it because it was an heirloom that it was my parents didn't want me to lose as a kid. So I'm sure my mom has it somewhere. And you've just reminded me I needed to get that from her. Yeah, no kidding. Um, cool. Um, I, not quite a harp. No, Only no, no, no. The harp's pluck, an insane but... <laughs> amount of work. Like she had to learn how to play the piano before she could play the harp because it is, you know, they're kind of. I'm not sure what the word is, but piano is like a prerequisite for the harp type thing. Um, I can play the gu- I, I think guitar, and I used to be able to play the drums somewhat. Uh, I'm not sure if I still could because it's probably been over a decade since I played those. Um, I pick up my guitar on occasion. Not not real good anymore though. I used to play the bass in a band for like five years. I remember that. That was like fifteen. No, that was 18 years ago, probably. Do you still have I don't, your I'm bass? curious. I don't have my bass because when I was in the Navy, I sold it for gotcha. beer money. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Understandable. <laughs> like, I, I think I got like at least a week's worth of beer money out of my... And I had a freaking Eddie... Um, the guy from Rush. It's not Eddie oh, Vedder. Um, I can't remember his name. I had his version of the Yamaha guitar, and then I also or Yamaha bass, and then I also had an Ernie Ball, a Music Man bass, and both of them Getty were Lee. a bunch of money. Getty Lee, yes, I had the Getty Lee version of uh, the Yamaha bass. It was, it was freaking awesome, but nice sold it. But here's the thing, right before, right before I, right right before I sold the bass, and what right before I joined the Navy, I had bought a half stack. Um, nice. Like, I still have my half stack with the amp, and it's sitting in storage. And it that thing maybe got two months worth of use and has been sitting in storage. That's the expensive. It's entire life. That's probably worth more than the base anyway. So that was about a twelve hundred dollar thing, and I've tried so hard to sell it several times, and no one seems to want it. I'm offering like fifty percent off, and still people aren't biting. So sounds like you need to pick back up the base. Just saying. Hey, or you know, if my kids None. ever decide to play guitar or bass, I oh, mean, yeah. I guess guitar wouldn't work because it's all subs. I think it has four four twelves in it. It's oh, a okay. massive nice. stack. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, but when when you were talking, what made me think of the juice harp is like with the harp and thinking of like the instruments that people play that sound so cool because they're just those types of instruments that aren't aren't as uh played like 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 the ukulele i mean i guess the ukulele is probably a lot easier than the harp but it's not something a lot of people play right and then like the banjo or the uh the slide guitar yeah i think is super cool there's so many yep. instruments like that it's like whenever you hear someone that's really good at using oh, them, yeah it's, it's awesome yeah it's really cool and I don't know how the juice harp fits into that. It's just one of those weird instruments. That, yeah, that one's like really obscure. Like it's just, it's kind of like the harmonica, in a way. Mm-hmm. Just oh my god! Yeah. I this is this show will just be off the rails twenty four seven. Speaking of harmonica, I saw a video this week 
where this guy had to get up at 4 a.m. to go to work when he usually goes to work at like 7. Okay. But his friend, his roommates had taped four harmonicas to his uh, tailpipe. Oh, that's no idea. <laughs> the second he that's turned his good. car on, it sounded like someone had like slammed their arm down on every key of like an organ. Nice. That's pretty <laughs> was, good. They were filming it from the window inside, and you could hear how loud it was. That's I'm sure the neighbors hated it. Um, Bagpipes is another one for sure. I, I did a similar prank to a friend. Um, I, actually, a friend who I know plays Swaga and listens to a podcast on occasion. Um, we ran a wire from his blinker to his horn. <laughs> you can imagine the confusion when he turned on his blinker. Blinkers. It, uh, it was it, it was pretty fantastic. So I used to install uh, two way radios on like police cars, garbage trucks, anything that has a two way radio in it. And one time I read the fuse box panel wrong. I think I read it upside down when I was putting in the power to the two way radio, and I plugged it into the turn signal so the only time this guy had power was could, when it was the only time this guy blinker. could use his radio was when the blinker was on That's and it took awesome. him three months to come in and realize <laughs> where the error had been made uh, and he was mad and then but like then he finally got calm about it. He's like, well, I mean, I guess it's been three months. It's kind of my fault too now. Nice. That's <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Um, all right. So we have a few topics tonight. I am I am changing our schedule just a little bit to make it uh, possibly flow a little bit better. So all right, all right. Topic number one. Um, we're gonna kind of do the same thing we did uh, last week or two weeks ago, whenever we did our last episode. Um, we we kind of have three general topics that each of us kind of picked a subtopic of that we're going to kind of talk about and just kind of discuss. So the first one is an education topic. And I think we're going to end up going down the same track on this one because I think we both kind of had the same thought. Well, it's funny because let me tell you how we got this topic first off. Okay. Uh, we had we had a couple. So we have the next one and then we have like the open one, just kind of where we both pick something. And uh, I asked my wife, I'm like, hey, what's a, what would be an interesting topic to just kind of discuss uh, our thoughts on, you know? And Joy said education. And I'm reading out our, both of our subtopics here and I'm almost positive I'm guessing that this is not what she was going for. I'm cu- I would be curious to see what what she was thinking the discussion. Was oh, thinking. that's what I was about to ask. Um, I was about- I'll have to ask her later. Okay. Yeah, because I'm kind of curious as yeah. far as that goes. Because I mean, education could go down any road. Um, and I, I, like, I, do you believe that masters and doctorates are like she right. has her masters? So okay, I wouldn't be so surprised if it's more about higher learning than. Then you know what is your like edu- formal education level? So you're so in the Navy, I have, which I, I was assume in the Navy. paid for your college. So I went, I went to college for five years. Okay, before call the Navy and didn't get a degree in five years. 
So in that fifth year, my buddy told me he was joining the Navy, and I'm like, you know what? They're going to give me free college afterwards. Well, since since it might take me, you know, eight years to get a degree, right. I might as well join the Navy and Not get free college when I get out. So I joined the Navy and I signed I signed a six year contract. I did my whole time and then I got out. So I have all my Navy training. Which is what actually got me the job that I'm currently in, not my schooling. Um, so my my Navy training is what what got me hired where I work. Okay, um, nice. But once I got out of that and I started work, I finished my college because of the fact that I did five years and had nothing to show for it. So I wanted to have at least something. So I have a bachelor's in uh, computer science or. Information technology with the focus on web development. And then I have a, I, I had like 18 months of GI Bill left, which like isn't enough to get another bachelor's or to finish a master's. So I was just like, gotcha. you know what? I'm going to get a degree for fun. That way I can get all the free nice. money that you get with using the GI Bill while you go to school. Well done. So I also got my second degree. I got an associate's in graphic design. So I oh, have a graphic right. design degree. That. You, you were I actually a, doing that during the time we've been doing this podcast. Yep, like towards the probably the second year. Yeah, probably in there. Somewhere. I remember that. So. Cool, interesting. Um, so I uh, I went to college right out of high school. Um, graduated high school in '06. Graduated college in '11. You'll notice if 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 you even passed high school math. The difference there is five years. That is correct. It took me five years to get a four-year degree. That is because I changed my major countless times. Um, Ultimately ended up going into uh, construction science, which is basically construction management uh, from University of Oklahoma, and that is where I graduated, uh, Bachelor's of Science. Um, And that's it. I wasn't going for a master's or a doctor or any of that crap. I I ain't got time for that. I... Um, I was kind of always expected to go to college. Like, neither of my parents ever went to college. My dad worked in the oil field and then construction. And my mom, like, worked at a bookstore and convenience stores and just various jobs like that. Um, so, so I was kind of the first person kind of in my direct family to go to and graduate from college. So, so that was kind of good. But honestly, um... Well, th- this is what I wrote in the show notes. Um, I mostly just think college is a scam. Like, I-, I think it was mostly a big waste of money, primarily because I kind of knew what I was going to end up doing after anyway, and I didn't really need a degree. Like, sure, I learned some stuff, but it's a very expensive way to learn stuff if you don't actually need a degree for it. Like, if you're going into a STEM field where you do need it, like, obviously it's different. But, my God, there are so many degrees where it's like, you don't actually need to go spend 20 grand a year or whatever it is to go get a degree. It's just stupid. You know what? I feel like my biggest... um, My biggest accomplishment after going to college for nine and a half years is... What? That I have zero debt. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's nine and a half years uh, between co- that's community impressive. college and university with no debt. So yeah, I can't imagine paying money 
on a degree that I don't use. Well, like, and I know that there's a lot of people like that. And I know a lot of jobs now these days require you to have a bachelor's and they don't even like have a. It is the most it ignorant thing ever. It's it, so stupid. There's no like requirement on what the bachelor's even is. It's just that you had one. And then, and so like, it's I, good that I have one, but like, I think it's people weird are that they do the things like that. that. Like, there's so many better ways to get an education. Um, so, so you mentioned how long you went to school for. You went to school for five years before joining the Navy, and then you joined the Navy. And um, so, you didn't finish your degree in that time. Why not? In the Navy? No, prior to joining the Navy, like those five. Okay. Years. Oh. I'm so glad you asked. So let's go to the fun things that happened in community college. So I went to, <laughs> I started community college right out of high school because I didn't have any scholarships and I wasn't, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do or if I even wanted to go to college. Um, so I just went to community college because it was cheap. Um, but you talk to the counselor and they're like, okay, well, the you what do you want to do? Do you want to get an associate's? Do you want to get a bachelor's? Do you want to, you know, do your general stuff here and move on to a four-year college? And uh, we decided that I was going to do a four-year college thing, right? Okay. And so she's like, all right, well, then we will work on what's called the Arizona General Education Curriculum, which Sounds to like all Arizona... <laughs> to... Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> To all Arizona four-year colleges, which includes Northern Arizona, Arizona State, and University of Arizona, okay, that will cover your general education classes when you get to the four-year college so you can begin working on your electives and your upper classes, okay. right? So it's a two-year program. I finished it in three. Don't ask. Um, a lot of not going to school involved there. But Shopping. I did finally finish it after okay. three years. And I submitted my application to ASU with my Arizona AJAC, they called it, my AJAC attached. And I got this letter back. They're like, um, we see that you got an AJAC, but did they explain to you what that means? And I'm like, yeah, they explained to me that it's supposed to cover my my general classes and they're like oh yeah that we don't take that anymore we haven't taken that for a year and a half oh and i'm like so how many of my general ed classes are going to be covered and they're like uh maybe half i was like awesome so i went to asu anyway because, you know, felt like the natural progression. I'd been in community college for three years. Right. I went to ASU on my fourth year. I did my first semester, and I had... I took four classes, and I think my GPA was... I had a decent, like a 3.2 or something. Not great, but good for someone who doesn't go to class. Right. And so, the next semester, I changed my my degree to engineering and I decided in the middle of that year, I didn't want to do engineering. So I dropped the two engineering classes and only kept math and a Elvis history class. Elvis history. Okay. Right. The math class, I, I got a D in it was, if you don't, (laughs) 
Differential Equations 3. So anyone out there that knows Differential Equations. I remember that class. Differential Equations 3 is absolutely terrible. That class Um, is rough. Holy shit. It's brutal. That that is a rough class. One and two Differential Equations, aced them. Get to Differential differential Equations 3 completely blew me out of the water. I probably would have, if I'd taken it a second time, I probably would have been fine, but I, I got so disheartened at that point. Oh, I took that, that class I'm like, multiple times, yeah. Because I, <laughs> at one point, I wanted to be a math major. Ew, that that, that, like that class idea. ruined that idea. Yeah. Um, I, I was in engineering, too. Uh, that Engineering was the thing that caused me to kind of go on longer, but it was like, I didn't like studying, I'll be honest. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I still worked 40 hours a week or so, if not more, throughout college. And so it was kind of like, you only have so much time, so. No. Ringer, with the 29 months, you crazy person. Good to see you, buddy. Nice. Hey, buddy. The... So, anyways, the last class, besides the D in the math class, my Elvis history class, they... The teacher said that we would take the final on sunday online because it was all the all the things were in person but all the tests were online i logged in on sunday to take this test and it was closed turns out the test was actually on saturday so we go into the class this instructor who this was his last class he was ever teaching would not admit that he said the wrong day and he failed 66% of the class. I got an F in Elvis history. And guess what that did to me? It flunked me out of Arizona State. <laughs> they literally said I could not go back and I had to go back to community college to bring up my grades to go back to Arizona State. Oh, brutal. So I'm in my fourth year at at CGCC, and that's when, you know, the elephant in the room is like, yeah, I'm going to join the Navy. And I'm like, hey, what's that about? Okay, I'll go too. So that's when I gave up on college because everything was a joke to me. God. I'm like, I am kicked out of the school because this instructor failed 66% of the class. What? That's that's You want me to spend another year? They wanted me to spend two years at Chandler Gilbert to bring my grades up. To re- reapply at Arizona State. I'm like, what am I supposed to take? I have all my general education. Yeah. I have my AJAC that you don't take anymore. Well, like, And it's crap like that that kind of makes college a scam. And the fact they make you take all these stupid elective courses just so that they can get money into these departments that no one really gives a shit about. Um, which leads us to kind of your topic. Um, this is what I wish I'd done. And what is that? Because I think this is what the vast majority of people should do. Should do, need to do. It would make the the workforce much stronger than it yes. actually is. 100%. Um, I don't, before I mention what it is, I just want to ask you a question. Do you know who Mike Rowe is? Oh, my God. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Mike I Rowe, love Mike Rowe. Is the, he's, awesome. the, he's the biggest proponent of this. Yes. And every time I listen to him talk about it, I cannot help but shake my head. Or nod my head, not shake it. Yep. Nod my head every with every every totally word agree. he says. Yep. But he's he believes, and I completely agree, that trade school is exactly what most people need. The fact and, that trade schools are looked at as like a step down from college, I think, is absolutely insane. Um, to me, it's they're kind of on the even 
even playing field, if not like trade schools being kind of above college for the vast majority of people, unless unless you're like actually going to be a freaking engineer or a doctor um, or in the medical field, I, like you should be going to a trade school instead of college, in my opinion. I mean, you learn actual skills there. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's just there's so many jobs. And here's the thing. There's right? a ton. Some of these jobs pay really good they, money, but they don't have the yeah. people to do them. And you know what? Yep. Honestly, it's it's... I enjoy working with my hands. I don't. I sit in front of a computer. But if I, like my first job out of high school or during high school and right after was, like I said, installing radios. And that was the best job I ever had because every day was different and I was always working with my hands, right? Knowing what tools were what, you know, figuring out things about all kinds of different cars that I never knew before. The ins and outs of, you know, what makes a good car, what you know, finding out just how poorly made Fords are inside, depending on how much money you spend. Um, there's just so many cool things that happen. And that was like a trade job, right? And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, it's like people look down on trade school because it's not a four-year degree and all this other stuff. Yep. But there's so much more you can, I'm, I'm a hands-on learner, right? Oh, I'm a doer, too. 100. And I, and I, I feel asking like me to memorize are. things just don't doesn't work for me. Yes, I, I'm the Especially same. Especially when you're never going to need it again. Yeah, and I like what trade school is solely focused on the one thing that you are trying to learn and not filled with crap that you don't need. And that was always my problem with college, sitting in a classroom kind of learning. Like, you had to do that for two years before you got to go to doing anything moderately interesting. And, like, trade schools, that's kind of all you're doing. You're actually learning how to actually do stuff. Um, I never went to a trade school, but, I mean, I've effectively (laughs) been in a trade school my whole life. Um, you know, whenever, uh, my dad quit the oil field and got into construction, um, you know, he would like build stuff at the house or whatever. And I always, I was just always around that. Um, like I learned more math and geometry and stuff like that from like learning how to set tile or how to build a cabinet and and stuff like that than I ever did in school because it's hands-on. You have to figure it out. You don't really have a choice. Um, And it makes you remember it better. And you're also actually learning a useful skill. Um, It's, I mean, it's a big shame that there are not more people going into the trades, trade schools. Um, Like I said, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I kind of, grew up just with a parent who know how, knew how to do that stuff and didn't have say, to go to a trade your school. Your dad was your trade school there. Basically, yeah. And um so I mean I I was learning this stuff from the time I could walk basically. And well uh go ahead. you know there's there's a ton of stuff at trade schools that you can learn. I mean you, you wouldn't realize the number of like careers that you can go into from trade schools um i mean it's it's pretty crazy well like 
Corky said in chat, blue collar jobs are the ones that make more money than most people with a degree. And the reason for that. And you don't have is the because, And then the, yeah. And the reason for that is because so many people are brainwashed to think that you have to go to a four year college yeah. to make good money. And that's just not true. It's, yeah. It's and the reason so those jobs pay so off. much money is because they have so little people qualified to do them from the outset that. The those jobs are hiring people that have to do on the job training to even get them caught up to a place they should have been before they ever applied. No. And the thing that for me, for a prime example for me, I spent a year of my Navy time in school, and that was pretty much all trade school because I was a sonar technician. So we look for submarines, but I was also a maintenance technician, so I took care of all the equipment that we used to look for submarines. So I actually only learned uh, oceanography for about three months of that year, and the rest of that time was a. It was a school learning basic electronics, basically how to read a schematic, what uh, what how to use resistors, you know, what resistors are needed, um, direct current, AC, all the all the electronic stuff you need to know to be able to right. work on electronics. And then the rest of the six months was spent learning the equipment that I was going to work on and how to work specifically on that type of equipment. And that's how I got my NEC, which said, these are the types of ships you can go to because that equipment is on these ships and you are now trained straight up in this trade for this equipment. And right. so this is why when I hear things about trade school and thinking that those types of follow-on programs after school are important, I completely agree because to me, I finally found my place in life basically after going through that in the Navy, right. you know. Which could have very well been out of the Navy. It doesn't have to be the military, Man. but the, that's how they do their training, you know. And, and that's that's something else. Usually, trade schools, you know, are two years or less. It, they're not that long compared to college. You don't have the expenses of college, and then it's a great way to go and test and see if there are things that you like to do versus college. Which, if you're going into college without an actual plan, knowing exactly what you want to do, what a horrible idea and waste of money like it's just mm -hmm. it, it's terrible like go go get an apprenticeship go go to a trade school go work with your hands go figure out how to build something and it, that is absolutely the way to go i am such a huge fan of trade schools i wish so many more people would go into them um like more people need to know how to do that sort of stuff um and you know, um, it's kind of like um, I need to start doing this more. I've been slacking because I've just been busy. But um, like that's kind of why I've tried to my other YouTube channel kind of trying to do there is like teach people how to actually do things like mm. Because I think that's so important. It is so freaking important to know how to do basic stuff that that you don't get taught otherwise unless you know somebody who knows how to do it. Well, this is not really completely on topic, but it is education. So I'll throw this out there. It kills me that all these programs from 
high schools get cut, right? Yeah. So a lot of the like trade classes that you could take in uh, high school are gone at this point. Home ec, things like that. Um, when I was in co- when I was a freshman in high school, I took a welding class. It was freaking awesome. That's, One of my favorite classes I ever took because everyone I, should know how to were, weld to some degree. If I were yeah. if I were to pick up a MIG TIG oxyacetylene torch um, arc welder at any point right now, it would be sketchy. Yeah. But I wouldn't be a. I wouldn't be afraid of it, and right. I know how to use the equipment. So there's. It's just. I wish you could get more of that type of stuff. Um, in high school, but it's just so much money being taken from schools. It's just hard to, I don't know. That's a whole nother topic, but it's yeah. just, I wish that that was taught more or I, maybe like the classes got taught on finances. Like the things like duh, stuff thank you, that thank is you. literally That's what I was about to say. The going biggest to be. scam in freaking public schools. Why in the actual hell do we not have a basic finance class? I thank God that my dad is really good with finances and taught me this stuff from a very early age but if if your parents aren't good with finances you don't learn it in school i mean the fact that mm-hmm. you don't have to take a finance class every single semester is insane like the fact that people imagine don't trying know to about break interest that cycle rates, credit cards how bank accounts work any of that shit like it like it it's all I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory to say this or not, but it's almost like the intention of public schools is to keep people in like the poor working class by not teaching them extremely basic finances. Because the most well, basic say, of finances can get you pretty far, even on a moderate to low income job. If no one else is teaching you and your parents are bad at finances. Yep. What do you think is going to happen to you unless you take a college course, right? The odds are you're going to have the same issue because you, unless your f- friends can tell you or your friend's parents take an interest to you or something, yeah. like who's telling you or teaching you, you know? And then with with the how expensive everything is now, right. if you're not, imagine asking a kid, ask a 19-year-old that has moved out to college what balancing a checkbook is. Yeah. And no, ask them no if joke. they can tell you. Yeah. You know, so like, because there's, I can tell you, I, and I, I fall into this trap because I don't balance my checkbooks. I, but oh, I don't either. But you're looking at your statements, right? Let's go, you just go back over the month. How often do you find little chunks of payments that you didn't even know you paid to something because of the fact that it's, you forgot to stop this or you know you had a free six months of this yes exactly it's like nobody if no one's telling you what to do are you doing it and do you know how to stop it or if something is hits your like okay here's the biggest one credit do you know what credit is do you know how to check your credit do you know how to submit a claim if someone is on your credit hurting your credit like Credit is one of the biggest things in the it's world huge. for as it's an adult. Very and huge. you know, I don't remember it ever being mentioned in high school. Yep. My dad's like, if you if you don't pay that credit card, it's going to hurt your credit. And I remember mm-hmm. going saying to my dad, "What is credit? Yeah. And why do I care?" <laughs> my dad always told me like, when you turn eighteen, get a credit card. 
Like, just picks one item and only use it for that. So, for me, like, I used it for gas. Whenever I eventually started spending more stuff on it because I always shop for a credit card that has really good cash back. Pay it off every month. Keep track of your purchases. Don't get in debt. But if you use, like, a credit card properly, it is a huge asset to you and not a detriment. But... You have to be paying attention. You have to know how it works. You have to be making sure that you're not racking up debt that you can't pay off and ending up with those insane interest rates. And that's the other thing. Interest rates. People have no idea how interest rates work. I mean, that's been a big topic lately. I mean, like I said, I work in real estate and construction, so interest rates going up massively affects like what I'm kind of able to do and things I'm looking at going forward. Um, you know, these interest rates going up, people a lot of people just don't realize what kind of effect that has and um you, on you know on how much you can actually afford on say a house or a car or whatever it is um you but, wouldn't believe how many people i've talked to that where you're like they rate their credit card and how good it is on the on the credit limit and i'm like oh that's a horrible who cares limit. about that yeah. All about What's the, the percentage? Back. Because if you're if you got a twenty thousand dollar limit and yeah. you're paying twenty percent interest, you're oh yeah, you're trying to kill your entire life with that. Yeah, especially if you run it up. Like I, you know what? I prefer a low interest, low limit card. Please, thank so, you. I don't care about the interest rate at all. Like, give me high interest rate. I I really don't care. But I pay it off. You pay everything. it off, right? Like, yeah, and. Like, if you shop around and find the right credit card, so, like, Bank of America has really great credit cards. Not, like, a huge fan of Bank of America or anything. But their credit cards are really good. Like, they have some credit cards that give, like, 3% back on gas. So, I always use that for my gas. I have those points, like, auto-deposited into a Bank of America account, which gives me another 10%. So, I'm getting, like, 3.3% back on gas. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. just for using that card, as long as you pay it off every month, you're saving money. I mean, credit cards are a great way to save money if you if can, you're doing it right. Yes, if you can pay it off and every like, month. And, and what I was kind of talking about was like the things I was hear when hold I was on, hold on. in high in disclaimer. College. None of this is actual financial advice. Talk to an accountant. Talk to whoever you yeah, want. Yeah, we're not financial advisors. This is just our personal experiences and all of that. So, just yeah. To be so clear. these those what I was talking about was more like what I when I was in college. The things I would hear from the people in college that were like paying out their butt for college and then still. Right having a hard time living and getting yeah. credit cards and racking up those credit card bills. It's a it's terrible like, idea. Well, I can use up to $20,000. It's like, you're yeah, a, you don't have any contingency plan to pay that back. And then on top it's of that, you have good. a terrible interest rate. You're, you're screwing yourself. And like, yeah. I feel bad for people that end up in that situation about the same time. Like, man, you dug your own hole. Like, well, imagine if they had had a finance class. I, to help them yeah. learn no better. I, I bitch about that's... this a lot on Twitter. Like, to me, it is it is freaking criminal that public school systems don't have basic finance class. It is absolutely insane. I just, I can't wrap my head around that. It's, I mean, the it is the most basic life skill 
and like with the way the world works today like if mm-hmm. if you can't run basic finances yeah you're going to be in a terrible spot it's just uh, i don't know it's it's mind mind boggling to me it it pisses me off more than anything makes sense to me so but, yeah that's where i'm at with that <laughs> well um i've got a very important question for you sir if i can find that question Where's that? Hey boys, it's your favorite time of the day. The time where we all pop our tops off and relax. Alright, dude, what are you drinking? So I'm drinking. Oh great, the can's see-through. Can you see it back here? No? Ooh, Closer? That looks Anyways, good. I'm drinking Angry Orchard Peach Mango Cider. Interesting. So it's apple cider good. with peach and mango in it, and it's pretty freaking good. That that does sound pretty tasty. Um, oh, I gotta share a story. Story time with Wink. Um, so, not last week, but the week after. It was the Saturday after our last podcast. Went out to Bricktown, downtown Oklahoma City, for my birthday. Yeah, the bike thing, right? And we did the bike bar. <laughs> what an experience that was. Um, wow. That was fun as hell. I was I was jealous. really surprised. It was so much more fun than I was expecting. I went pedaling around downtown. We stopped at a couple of bars and got food and we drank and um you had to yell at people on the side of the road and we made jello shots and um I remember the first half of the night pretty well. After that got a little bit blurry. Um, by the time we got back to the house, some of our friends came over and we were hanging out. I don't really remember anyone being here, but I remember a couple, well, my wife and one of my friends, they were like sitting there and I remember like just seeing four people, but two of them were like <laughs> the same people. Like I was si- like I would have to like close an eye to like figure out where people were. It was really bad. I was freaking smashed. I was dancing like pole dancing on the bike bar, and I don't dance. <laughs> I'm a white boy, man. I I cannot dance. That's that's how bad it was. But God, it was so much fun. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, it was a good time. So anyway, um, uh, one of my friends Ashley, she brought some beer and she left this in my cooler, so I just drank this tonight. It is. From the 405 Brewery. I'm actually drinking two of those tonight. Um, I've drank a couple here recently. It's a local brewery that's pretty damn good. This, it's called Life of Bur- Life of Brian. It's strawberry tart with vanilla. And that was a pretty damn good beer thing. Whatever you want to call it. Um, it's called what now? It's called Life of Brian. But it is a strawberry tart with vanilla tart sounds like it's right up my alley it sounds sour it was it was pretty damn good um nice i was a big fan and now i am drinking uh it's from cabin boys brewery called going stag um i'm not exactly sure what it is let's see it's a single malt and single hop uh trapestel has notes of dehydrated pineapple slices that'll uh, Belgian spice and fruity esters. It's okay. It's pretty good. Um, but my next one will be a Yaz, please, from 405 Brewery, 
which is a pink lemonade seltzer, right? Yes, I I remember you talking about that last time. Yeah, and that's that's pretty tasty. So, yeah, that's what I'm having tonight. Cheers. Yes, cheers. Um. So yeah. All right. Time to move on to um. This is the reason I put the what you're drinking right before the this topic is because this is the food topic. Um, this should be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about this. Um, Why don't you, since yours kind of fits with what we just talked about, you do yours first. Okay, so my food topic is going to be kombucha, which if you've been listening to podcasts very long, I've talked about how I got into making my own kombucha. I've been uh, brewing my own kombucha since... It was an anniversary present, so it's been seven, eight months? Eight months now, I think? Seven. Seven-ish. Kombucha's fermented tea, right? It is fermented tea, and that's basically it. So, uh, effectively, you have like... Whenever I think of kombucha, I think of... This is probably what prison hooch tastes like. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Um, haven't been there. Don't plan on. So I ain't going to be able to give oh. you a review of that. But I can give you a review of kombucha. Um, oh, there you go. So literally, like I said, it's fermented tea. You make tea, sweet tea, uh, like for a gallon. It's like one cup of sugar. You have a little scoby, which is your little bacterial colony that sets in there and ferments the kombucha. You let it ferment for, you know, a week or two. And then you can put it in bottles, flavor it. Um, I've done a bunch of different flavorings. I kind of started out with, um, like, some flavoring syrups. Uh, so, I, uh, Julie bought me, it was for our anniversary last year. It was, like, a home kombucha brewing kit from the kombucha shop. Uh, which I highly recommend. That place is pretty awesome. I've had excellent success there. Um, so, uh, where was I going? Oh, it's pretty simple. Basically, make it a gallon at a time, um, and then divide it out into bottles. And then once you have it in your bottles, like I usually do, I think six bottles. They have like a pack that comes with everything with bottles and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I have like six balls that I can flavor each of them maybe a little bit differently. I was using kind of their specialty kind of syrups at first, but now I've kind of moved entirely away from those and I'm doing my own flavorings with fruit or whatever. And, um, do those ship well? That's a good question. We could find out. What was I still brewing my own beer when we started the podcast? Definitely not. No. Oh, okay. So that was like probably. I I remember before. us talking about this at one point. God, who knows how long ago? But no. And since my house is bigger now, I almost feel like I should find like offer up find someone that's selling their whole home brewing. <laughs> Nice kit, and buy another one and start brewing again. Because you should making beer sounds awesome to me. Is it? So especially since like when when you go to like a microbrewery and you get like their stuff out of their kegs that's still kind of kind of 
not furry. I, I guess I would describe I the taste as furry, yeah, yeah. but it still just tastes raw. Yeah. It, I, oh, I love beer like that. It's so good. good. And I can imagine kombucha being very similar to that because you're doing the it fermenting is. process. It's it's much different than like buying... Com- it's much different, but also pretty similar, I guess, to kombucha you just buy at the store. But it's it's a lot of fun kind of testing like different ingredients. So um, the stuff that I have going now, I did some kiwi. I did three bottles of kiwi, two bottles of raspberry, and one of strawberry. Um, the kiwi is freaking delicious. I love the kiwi. Um, my favorite that I've done so far was pineapple mint. Um, we've got a garden, so I took some fresh mint and sliced up some pineapple, put some pineapple mint in there. It was so freaking good. Um, mint is one of those flavors that's supposed to be really good with kombucha. So I was like, I'll just throw a bunch of mint in here and see what happens. And I actually really liked what it added. Uh, it was pretty damn tasty and it's it's so easy and if you're like me and you love kombucha kombucha very expensive um you know if you're talking like three dollars per bottle it's you know for a 16 ounce bottle usually it's just it's so expensive and yet you can make it and it's so insanely cheap it costs damn near nothing um i bought like a big dill of tea for like 20 bucks and that's that'll last me probably a year um and then sugar and that's all the expense i have other than the fruit that i put it put it to flavor it so uh you know it gives me about six bottles every two weeks or so to drink um which is which is about how often i like to drink it and it's so delicious it's it Shout saved out, us man. a ton of money we we have made our money back on the home kombucha brewing kit <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine that. Love homebrewing. The I remember on the (laughs) podcast a few months ago. um, I not a few months ago, probably two years ago. uh, Me, I was at Target and I saw kombucha, and I'm like, you know, I've never tried this before. Let me just Mm -hmm. see. I've I've heard it's good for you, you know, so I might as well try it. And I remember like loving it. Because I like, you know, it's the way I describe it. The first one I ever had is it, it had an alcohol bite to it without being, well, I mean, I guess there's a little bit of alcohol in the non-alcoholic kombuchas, but yeah, the sourness and the, the bitterness from, you know, it just being fermented reminded me of drinking without drinking, having to drink. And I love I don't know. Yeah. I'm a sa- I love goes. I love uh, saisons. I love you sour beers. You want to get beers. into making your own kombucha, man? I probably should try, or at least try you that should. until I get the home brewing stuff. It's sure. pretty tasty. It's pretty tasty. And uh, uh, I saw a couple of, like awesome uh, kombucha alcohol recipes. So I'm gonna have to try some of those. I might. I might try to do something like that you know maybe next podcast or something it it is an interesting taste you got to get used to it um it does have a I, weird it has like a dirty my opinion is it has like a dirty sock kind of taste in the aftertaste uh, but i don't mind it <laughs> yeah I, I can kind of see that as yeah 
No, it's it's really. But good. I also used to hate the taste of beer. Like, there's so many things that that's yeah I, you I acquire too. the taste of, yeah. and if you just don't want to acquire it, and which is totally fine, then it makes sense. Yeah, maybe I just wanted to like dirty socks. I don't that's, know. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, it's not it's not for everybody, but it's it's pretty awesome if if you're into that sort of stuff. And like I said, it's fun to kind of make. It's pretty easy. It's it's pretty hard to screw up, actually. So, did you serve it at your wedding? I did not. Um, oh, okay, I just asked. You would have known had you been there. <laughs> I wasn't invited, so I, I didn't. Not know. accurate. Not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So my question. Um, All right. I have a, I'm curious for you. Do you 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 do you 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 do you use? Deliver food delivery services on occasion. I'm not a huge food delivery person just because, well, multiple reasons. Um, we don't eat out that much, and like whenever I like lunch and stuff, I try to take. Uh, so there's not a whole lot of snares. I'm also cheap, so. Uh, we've we've really That's where the skunk. <laughs> we've really cut down on like eating out and stuff. So even when we do eat out, I usually just go get it. Um, I like the food delivery services; they're great when you need them. Me personally, I am not the type of customer that keeps those places going. So yeah, I was kind of because my question was going to be whether you thought it was a scam. Maybe not even a scam, but like it. I guess it was going to be more of a rant because it's just crazy to me how much I pay, how much I pay for food that comes at a subpar quality to where if I picked it up or I ate it there. Okay, so I actually think the prices on most food delivery services are pretty good. Like, if I ate out very often, like... About the only thing we actually order that we have delivered is probably pizza every now and then. Like, my birthday, we apparently ordered pizzas. And I <laughs> ate some pizzas. I don't recall it because I was smashed. Don't remember it. But. But it happened. Um, Exactly. I, our pizza place delivered pizza at like 11 o'clock at night. I didn't know they did that. I was kind of impressed. That's nice. Um, But the... Like, what is it? Uber Eats and DoorDash. Like, those places, in my opinion, are surprisingly cheap. Um, especially, like, where we had the baby. Uh, yawn. Holy cow. I've made it almost an hour into the podcast without a yawn. Um, <laughs> when when we had the baby and the baby was little, we were doing the food delivery thing quite a bit. And it's so damn convenient. Like... I that's, personally that's don't the think argument it's that for expensive. Me. Like it's there are times where you need that service; it needs to be available, and that was a time where I thought it was amazing. I could also see it if you're sick, break your leg, and you're stuck at home, or you know, there's a lot of different scenarios where I think it's very valuable. I am not their primary customer because I don't really like. Spending money that I don't need to spend, but I do think food delivery services like fill a huge void in the economy that's desperately needed. 
so all in all, I'm I'm actually a really big fan of them. I said I think the the for me it was the price versus the convenience that is always the question. So what the topic really is because for me, if let's say me and my wife decide we want tacos, right, right, to buy a taco plate, which is a, like let's say nine dollars at the place a two miles from our house. $9. We both get one. So that's $18. Now I you start throwing on the fees. So you've got the delivery fee, whatever that ends up being, $5. Then you've got the service fee, which is another $5. And then you've got your tip. By the time you're picking your tip, you're like, all right, well, two taco plates is now costing me $35. How much do I really want to tip this person? But I don't. it's not their fault it costs this much. So then you want to tip them a lot. It's just... I never it all adds up a lot. I'd never want to, but I respect <laughs> what they're doing enough to say I would rather I, get rid I of the agree. service fee and give the money straight to you. Do, but uh, then you'd get fired. So um, tipping. I, don't know. I feel very strongly about this. Oh, we should. That should have been the. Uh, that should have been the topic. Tipping is the best charity. Let's talk about. The I would rather that, tip the shit out of someone that I like than give it to the effing Salvation Army or whatever. Like, I think tipping is awesome charity. Big fan. However, however, so you have to earn it. First off, I want to read Corky's comment here in a second because I know he's done uh, DoorDash or Grubhub before, Ooh, driven for him. So, but the the other thing I wanted to say was this: since the pandemic, so many places have gone to like not Square, but uh, those tablet-based payment systems, right? Right. I am so. I'm going to rant a little bit here. I am so tired of every single place I go having it turned on where it asks you if you want a tip for all the mundane things that you've never tipped for before. Okay. You go to Taco Bell, you go to Taco Bell and you sign a thing and it's like, do you want a tip? No, I don't want a tip. This has literally been your job, this same job for 30 years without the tip line. I'm fine with it. I don't. I hit no tip every time, but it's like you're being. Oh, guilty. I do too. But he, here, here's where I get an issue. My issue is when the little tip thing pops up and it says like 15, 18, 20, 25 percent. I'm like, where's the zero percent? Yeah, where is? I'm it? not. I'm not like, tipping for something if that you're, you're making getting paid me hit for. Other and then go and put zero. I'm going to do that just because you've pissed me off because. I feel like you're an entitled little prick who feels like you earned my tip. It's just, it's but it's so not stupid. even them. This is the part that kills me. Those no, things, I you don't know that, where that I, money's going. You don't even know if that tip is going to the person working the register. Where's this tip going? I, I don't even think about that. I think it's just it morally abhorrent to try to coerce people into tipping. It's 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 so dumb. I, I hate it. I hate it. Everything. Everyone has it now, and it's like I, I'm not going to be guilted yeah, because I didn't tip you. This is a job where my entire life I've come here, gotten food, and never had to worry about tipping at a fast food place. I'm not tipping now. I don't nope. understand. Ain't gonna happen. 
The problem is not me not tipping. The problem is that these fast food restaurants aren't paying you enough. Or they're... You know, mm. that's, I'm that's just saying. A, that's, that's a whole nother discussion. Well, but, no one's working there. Let's There's be honest. There's a reason for that. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Have you ever gone to Taco Bell and actually got a decent taco? The answer is no. Have you ever gone to do a... This would definitely encroach into the politi- political side, but oh. I can't... You can't get my order right ever. And you're asking me to exactly. tip. Exactly. Yeah. Every time I get home, I'm missing a taco. Yeah. Every time I get home... I yep. asked for no tomato, and there there's was a tomato one on my hamburger. There's one exception. There's one restaurant I go to. I never check my order, and there is all. it is always perfect. They have never screwed it up. I, is that your house? I would trust them with my child. Your parents' house? No. It's Chick-fil-A, <laughs> man. Oh, okay. It's always perfect. Like, why can other restaurants... Not do what Chick-fil-A does. Chick-fil-A the, is run by 18-year-olds in the most efficient fashion, efficient fashion of anything ever. It's absolutely insane. It is the it's, greatest fast food restaurant on the planet, bar none. It's not even close. It's just, That's what I had for dinner, actually. It's rem- <laughs> Nice, nice. It's remarkable. I don't know how they I love, do it. I love some Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I do find it funny how they can have a two-lane drive through run where you're waiting less than 15 minutes in a line that's halfway through the parking lot but they it's still are just like crazy yeah it's like it's yeah it's nuts and Anyways. it's never wrong I, I don't understand how they don't ever screw up the order you th- there's nobody like taco bell you go through taco bell you order something you gotta check the shit you gotta find out what they missed you gotta tell them what they missed so they can go make it and bring it to you it's a whole ordeal i don't like the stress of it it, it just pisses me off um so reading this comment uh, so if there's a price jump, it's because the store put it that way, but it also goes into the base pay, which isn't much. Then the tip is where you either get a good dash or a bad one. If the mileage is more than or not equal to what the driver will get, i.e. dollar mile, the driver will either not take it or not care because gas is garbage. Yeah. Interesting. See. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, And gas, I live out in the... I live out... Thing. So th- I live that- in the southern tip of my city. So anything I order, people are driving along. Okay, not a long way. So that but was a good my next question. Away. How far do they have to drive to get to you? So depending on what it is, the 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 longer ones are like seven miles. The other ones, the closer ones, are like three to four miles. Okay. So us uh, in the city we live in, we are we're about three miles from basically everything. But we're mm-hmm. kind of in like a like rural area. Also, like we uh, we live on five acres. Like everybody around us lives on an acreage, so we're like outside of the town. But we're so close to everything. So like getting stuff delivered, it's pretty short, and it's usually pretty reasonable. I think you know it's usually like I don't know five to seven bucks have food delivered, and I'm like you know if I'm feeling lazy, that's kind of worth it. Yeah. So. Oh, that's I. The only reason this came up is because I often feel lazy. So, especially living well, where I do, having to go if I want to go pick up things, it's like a it's, it's a decent drive. Yeah, for the good places, 
for all like the normal fast food places that are close to my house, there's, yeah, it's not that far. But if I want good tacos, if I want a good burger, mm. you know, those types of things, it's like right. I might as well go eat at the place. Yeah, I hear have you. Them. But I'm lazy and I just don't want to leave my house for two hours. I like this whole food topic <laughs> thing. I feel like we could do that every week. Because mm. <laughs> there's so much stuff I, do, I could talk about with food. God, I do like food. Uh, food's amazing, man. Mm. Speaking of food and things that are delicious, you can't eat it. Be very bad advice. However, if you could, I know it would taste amazing. Do you know what I'm talking about? This? I'm talking about this very sexy blue microphone. Ah. Oh, yes. slam my hand into it. Um, Sorry, headphone users. Like, blue microphones is the Chick-fil-A of microphones. They're Definitely. absolutely incredible, sexy products that, well-packaged, they're... The, your dude never okay wrong. before we go you move <laughs> past that i just want to talk about the spark when we got our sparks i remember opening the box comes in comes in a box right yeah cardboard box i little... open the box and inside of it wooden box with engraving on it like slide top on the box like amazing the marketing team at Blue is amazing because they just make you feel when you buy their products like you're buying, not like you are. You are buying one of the top not or top products on the market, but the packaging just shows it, right? I think Week's looking for his, but yeah, I'm it, looking for they, it. I can't find it. It's already mine's up in my closet. I have to go grab it. But mm-hmm. their their products immaculately packaged, great yes. products. Even if they were put into a, a garbage bag and you got it, you would still love it. Um, that's how good their stuff is. Oh, so, yeah. Love blue microphones. Love they've they've sponsored sponsored this show for probably three and a half to four years now. Long time. Very long time. And then that time, I have not needed a new spark. That entire time, yeah. this thing has been pristine and perfect. That entire time. So you're getting quality product that you're not going to have to replace once a year. Um, you got I guess I still have my Nano. I have my Yeti Pro. Yep. I have you my do. Yeti. I mm-hmm. have my Spark. I still have every single yep. blue microphone that I own in perfect working condition, ready to go if I need it for whatever I'm doing. I I mean I've let people borrow it, borrow my my Yetis. To use for things like when the pandemic hit, they needed a microphone for right. Zoom calls. Well, when I was like, I need to get that back so they don't think they own it and anymore. And plug and play. They like, buy it. You, you, you know? loan it out to somebody and they plug it in and it just starts working. It's yeah, Exactly. Their products are absolutely incredible. Um, so if you need a microphone for any reason whatsoever, whether it is a pandemic phone call or you started a podcast or a YouTube channel or whatever it is, um, you know, crew.bluemike slash, sorry, crew.bluemike.com slash SOPod. Uh, go there if you would. That is our affiliate link and uh, go make a purchase through there. But if not, Hit up your Best Buy or whatever and uh, 
get yourself a really, really incredible product that you will absolutely never regret purchasing. So what we need to do next mm-hmm. week on the show, we're going to do it. Next okay. week on the show, we'll do a giveaway for a blue microphone product. We haven't done it in a while. We need to do it. I agree. I like you it. guys deserve the opportunity to Bingo. win uh, something. So bingo sounds like a fun one. Um, we'll have to figure for out for sure because so many options. Hmm. So All right, so we'll, we'll figure. We'll announce out. it this week. Let's let's make a plan to announce it Monday. I like it. Yeah. So let's figure that out. Get it out there so everyone All knows right. what's up, and then uh, yeah, we can do it from there. So if All you're right. listening to the show, good. hopefully Wink puts it out before Monday so you know that it's coming. And then uh, there's there's a blue microphone giveaway next week on the show. So there you Heck go. Heck yeah. Like it. Awesome. All right. It is time for the open topic of the week. And the open topic is, of course, where we both pick some random thing that we like to jabber about. And we'll talk about it. So... <laughs> I have an amazing topic. It is the greatest topic ever. Um, So if you've been listening very long, you've probably talked about how, like, me and the sultry female have a few friends that we always kind of get together with and play games. Like, it's a pretty weekly thing. Um, Haven't been doing it so much because they recently had a baby. We've got a baby. It's been kind of hard to, you know, make that work. But, um... Board games. I love board games. I am such a huge fan. They are like board games, card games, whatever. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Is this only board games or like party it, games? It doesn't have to be only board games per se. Um, but uh, just I guess it's games in general. It, it could be card games. Um we, we have a lot of different ones that we play all the time. Um, one of these that I'm going to put down... Have have I told you about Throw Throw Burrito? Throw Throw Burrito? No. What a fantastic party game. Um, <laughs> so, this game is amazing. This is the only thing on my list that is not an actual board game. Uh, I picked five games that I just absolutely love and Throw Throw Burrito is one of them so I got the outdoor version some uh, I think it was my brother-in-law and sister-in-law that got for me for Christmas but you have these inflatable burritos and cards (laughs) and it's a card game that turns into dodgeball with these very large inflatable burritos. Oh my god, it's fantastic. It is so much freaking fun. Uh, this like, sounds like it could get as deadly as spoons. spoons. You ever played spoons? I feel like I have. That's the game where remember. you pass cards and once you get a a certain amount of a car a, a cert, single card, you grab a spoon from the middle and then if it when someone, when everyone notices uh, that the spoon's gone, they gri- they reach and grab a spoon. Yeah, when everyone yeah, gets yeah. their hands just their knuckles just completely get destroyed playing spoons. That's, so this sounds like a more deadly version. Of it. Yeah, yes, it is. Um, the first time we played it, we had someone dislocate their hand and another person <laughs> faceplant hardcore. So 
it is a really great game. Um, it's kind of like a card matching game. Like I said, that turns into dodgeball. It's a lot of fun. Highly recommend it. Um, but not a board game. It's also something, yeah, you highly recommend playing it outside, not inside. Terrible idea inside. You'll end up with broken shit everywhere. P.S. Um, Spoons was, uh, Spoons was, um, banned on our ship because people got in fights after getting their fingers hurt. Nice, nice. It was, it, it, it that game got nasty. Very nice. I could have seen this, like, let's go out to the fantail and play some uh, burrito and just oh, yeah. get that get banned, too. Dude, I, I want to... It'd be fun to get, like, six really competitive people and a bunch of beer and play throw throw burrito. It would be, it'd be so <laughs> much fun. Holy cow. That, does, need, that sounds great. Yeah, set that up. All right, so moving on to my board games, I've got four games that I love playing. Like, if you ever ask me to play one of these four games, I'm like, yep, that's down. Let's let's do this. Absolutely. Um, I think only one of them, every person, like literally every human listening to this will have played. The other three, a little bit more iffy. Uh, we'll see. So... The obvious one is Monopoly. I love Monopoly. I'm one of those people like I like Do you ooh. have to play the original? Are you cool with like playing Star Wars Monopoly or Frozen Monopoly? Oh, I've got or... like a limited edition Star Wars Monopoly. Nice. Yeah, it's it's still uh it's still wrapped too. I can't bring myself to open it, but I really want to. Um but I like I don't care what version of it is. I will I I'm very competitive whenever it comes to Monopoly. It's I take it very seriously. We will check the rule book multiple times. Like I'm one of those people. We also obviously make our own rules as we go along. Like not as we go along, but like some rules that you kind of fudge and everybody agrees to at the beginning that you can play the game with, but for the most part Stick to the rules. You have a rule book. And I take it very seriously. Um, Which is a lot of fun whenever you're playing with other people who take it equally as seriously. Which is why I like going on vacation. Because usually friends we go on vacation with, they take it just as seriously. So it's a lot of fun. And the wife hates it. It's it's great. Um, So, getting into my next three that you may have not heard of. I know one of them. Okay, which one do you know? We'll start with that one. Settlers of Catan. Okay, yes, that is... I have played that one. That is the other one that I think is most likely that people are going to know. So, Settlers of Catan is a really great game. There are a bunch of different variations. The Game of Thrones variation is freaking fabulous, but <laughs> th- there's like a lot to it. It's it's a lot. Um, but Settlers of Catan is kind of like Monopoly, but also different. It's a resource game. Um, It's very kind of math-based because it's based on the roll of the die, so like there's there's a little bit of strategery kind of going on there. Um, But it's a... It's a game with kind of a set board, but the set board can be different for every game because you can set it up randomly. 
Um, so that's that's one thing that's really good about it, and that obviously increases replayability. But it's also just a lot of fun. It's pretty simple and straightforward, and there's a lot of different ways that you can win. Um, so I think that is probably... Of all the games I've mentioned, it's probably, like, the most family-friendly game. Like, especially for kids, it's pretty easy to figure out and just kind of teach people to play. Um, My next two are considerably more complicated. I've got... I've got one complicated one on my list when Ooh. we get to it. So I, okay. I I understand complicated games, but once you've played it a couple times, it's pretty simple to figure out what you're doing. So the next one on my list is by far the most complicated game. Um, have you ever heard of Blood uh, da, da, Blood Rage? Blood da, 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 da? Blood da, da. <laughs> Blood, Blood Rage. Rage. I have not heard of Blood Rage. What a fabulous game. So, this is... Like, if you're into mythology and that sort of stuff, this is going to be right up your alley. So, it's a... It's kind of like an army moving, taking over territory type game. With battles and mythical creatures and stuff like that. It is so freaking good. Um, it is, it's probably my second favorite board game. It is, it's just, it's a complete blast. The, it's simple, but also insanely complex. And there's so many different ways that you can play. I love games that give you multiple ways to play. Like Monopoly, like there's a, there's some different ways to play, but everyone kind of has to play the same way. This game, it can be entirely different. Like, everything can be... Like, the cards you get... It's basically three phases. So, the cards you get in phase one will kind of determine what's valuable to you in phase two and phase three. And, like, you may have a strategy that plays entirely into someone else's strategy... Or that works well against someone else's strategy. Like, just the complexity of it is fantastic. It is a game that I highly recommend. But I think it's kind of expensive. We don't actually own it. But um, my wife's brother and uh, our good friend that we play games at every week, they both own it. So we can basically play it whenever we want. But there's some really cool expansions for it and stuff like that. So it's just... It's fabulous. Check check out Blood Rage. Uh, there's probably YouTube videos or something, but super super good game. I really need the elephant in the room to move to Phoenix, because if he moved to Phoenix, then we would have weekly board game nights. Me, or if y'all moved to Oklahoma, we could. You know what? That's probably more likely than what I said. <laughs> so. <laughs> Are you inviting me? Yes. Oh, absolutely. All right. I will help so we you find can never house, say too. So we can never say you didn't invite me to Oklahoma. That's that's okay. that's true. That's true. <laughs> Very funny. All right. Drum roll. The greatest board game of all time. 
And it's not even remotely close. Shoots and ladders. Nothing else that is even in the near vicinity. It is just Candy so land. much better than anything else on the market ever. It is my favorite game of all time. It Guess is who? Carcassonne. Carcassonne? Have you ever heard of this game? Are you sure it's not Carcass One? I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> because there are two ends. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It is It is my favorite game ever. Um so it is a puzzle-based strategy game. So you start out with like one tile and then everybody kind of draws tiles and then you kind of place it and then you have like characters or things that you set on the board that help you score points based on whatever tile you get. And it is just the ruthlessness and strategy that you can play with and you can steal other people's points and like someone can be working on something so hard and then you can just come in and steal it. It's so much fun. It is the best game ever. It's it's got um a ton of expansions. Yeah. So like there's a lot of different ways to play it and I am totally lost by the chat, so I'm going to totally ignore it. We'll get back to that. <laughs> um, Carcassonne, like I said, highly recommend it because it is kind of puzzle-based, um, given that you like draw tiles and then get to play them. So every board is different every single time. It's It's one of those games that you will never replay the same game. Every game will be entirely different. Um, you know, your strategy can go to shit on your third turn and you have to change and it's just, it's one of those games that you kind of have to go with the flow, but it it's so much fun. Um yeah. See, this this game Big sounds fun. like it plays right into what I love about the video games I play because I love online shooters, specifically battle royales, and in battle royales, yeah. you run around picking up stuff until you get exactly what you want to think that you're in the best spot to win fights. And then you find out you're not. (laughs) And then you either win and steal everyone else's stuff to make your stuff better, or you lose and you watch them steal yours and you're just sent back to the lobby. This game sounds exactly like what I like about those things where it feels great when you're the one doing it to someone else. But when it happens to you, you just sit there waiting for the next opportunity for you that you can do it back to them. So if you do do it, you feel kind great. Of, yeah. Or if you don't, yeah. you feel extra crappy. Yeah, that's that's my kind of game. And <laughs> and something else is like some of the expansions, language incoming. Um, there are some some like tiles that we call "fuck you" tiles because. Like, if you're trying to build a city or something and you play this thing, like, it basically forces you to finish the city to get any points whatsoever. And it can snowball into hell to where you don't get any points. Like, you've spent all these resources on trying to do this one thing and it just got blown up by one tile. And it's just that's a lot of fun when you get to drop those on someone and it's (laughs) horrible when it It almost sounds like in sims when they drop a natural natural disaster on yes 
Excellent, excellent description. I used to love that game. Sims and SimCity. Yes. Yeah. Pretty classic. Agreed. All right. We'll have to check those things out. Yeah. So that's my list. Uh, What do you have? All right. So mine... See, we don't play... When I hang out with my friends, we don't play a lot of board games. Um, I do have one board game on the list, but the mine are just more party games that I've always liked. Actually, I have two board games. And it goes... This one goes back to, like, me being a kid um, and remembering playing this game for hours on end and probably 50 to 75% of the time not even finishing the game but still playing it for four hours. And that is... Did the board ever get turned over? By my brother, multiple times. Okay. (laughs) But I was very good. I was very good at (laughs) pissing my brother off. So... I, I, he could be winning and I could find a way to make him flip the board and him nice. be mad that the game was over and it not be my fault. So, you know, yes, it happened. But if you've ever played Risk, which you, when you were talking uh, about Blood Rage okay. kind of reminded me like a newer version of Risk. But Risk has always been one of my favorite games to play simply because A, who doesn't like world domination? Uh, B, yeah. like, it's just... It's one of those games. Risk isn't just a game, though. It's an event. Like, you have to plan your afternoon and evening around playing Risk. If you're having a party with a few friends and you're going to play Risk, you better start at 5 p.m. if they're planning to stay till at least 10 p.m. That's that's, that's the way it worked. And if you get enough alcohol in you, you know, somebody's going to sweep their arm across everything. So it, it, it won't even matter who won. You'll be like... Because most of the time with risk, okay, let's be honest. Most of the time with risk, there wasn't a winner. There was the clear loser, and he was the one that quit first. So it didn't matter who got crowned. Right. You're right. really actually just who's going to end up with the jester hat on. Yes. Because yes. because the guy that just just absolutely getting destroyed always quits. And that's just, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how the game usually ends. Yep, so that's a good one. But it's fun to get to that point because you're like, I have four territories. He has three. Is it going to be me or him? I'm going to fight till the end. So, you know, man, you know, sometimes you get lucky. I, like I just, that all I own is uh, Australia and New Zealand and a couple of places, <laughs> but I'm getting an extra, I'm getting extra units every turn. I own a continent. We're good. I don't know. I, I love risk. Um, one of the thing, one of the biggest things that we play recently is, uh, and I think everybody plays this. I feel like everybody plays this. Cards Against Humanity, one of the best games to play. It's That's just a really good game. Too fun, um, except, except when you decide to pop your version. So I bought it. I had never played it except at friends' houses, but I bought it and I took it on a family vacation. Terrible idea. This family vacation involved me and my wife and our kids, my brother and his wife and their kid, and my parents. Oh, Oh, that's not good. Imagine the embarrassment when your mom, when the card says something about coming. Yeah. And you look at your wife like, okay, you got the points. And uh, your mom goes, eh, that's 
me. And you're just uh, like, okay, this was a mistake. I, why? You you learn or a lot your about mom, people with that game. Or your mom asks you what, like, a word on a card means that you, <laughs> that you shouldn't tell her what it means. So you don't tell her and everyone else in the room is just looking at you like, I'm glad I didn't have to answer that question. Right, right, yeah. That's so, yes, Cards Against Humanity, super fun. Playing with your parents, super awkward. Um, so that's the thing that happened. Um, but, yeah, that one's super uh, fun. But we just bought this other game and we haven't even opened it yet because we just haven't had the chance to play with any of our friends that have come over. But that okay. is a game called What Do You Meme? So yep, I can't say it's great, but uh, very. I, as far as I can tell, it's very Cards Against Humanity with me. It is and, the exact same thing, just with yes. pictures. It is. It's very good. It's not as good as Cards Against Humanity, but it, it is quite fun. Um, it'll 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 be. It's like one of those ones where if you bust it out once every four months, you're probably gonna laugh while you play it. Yes, but exactly. if you play it every week, you're gonna get tired right. of it. So yeah, the the replayability is not quite as high. I don't think with what do you mean as Cards Against Humanity, but it is. It's basically the same thing with pictures. It's it's really good though. Um, another one that doesn't involve. I could list card games forever, so I'm not going to talk about those because obviously, let's pull those out. Um, but that's have you ever played bad. Mexican Train Dominoes? Yes, that's a shit ton of fun. We played that one of my all favorite games. Yeah. One of my favorite games. I that love is... Mexican Train Dominoes. Yep, you can play it totally with agree. up to what, like eight people, and yep. it, when you get to eight people, it gets even crazier. It's just, it's it's also it's, a game that anyone can learn how to play super easy. Like a lot of the games I mentioned, like Carcassonne, Blood Rage, Settlers. Well, Settlers of Catan's a little bit easier to learn, but like Blood Rage and Carcassonne, like. There's so like you have to play it a couple times to really understand the strategy. With Mexican train dominoes, like you can explain it to somebody and they get it immediately. Like it's just it's so it's a game that's so easy to play and just start out with. It it's such a great family party game. Like we played a lot of holidays because people that don't know the other games that we like playing can you can teach that them that out. one quick. And exactly. It's it's just an easy way for the whole family to play. So, yeah, highly so recommend. So, growing up, my we did two things at my cabin, my family cabin. So, the cabin my great-grandpa built. Two things we played there. And it was always Mexican train dominoes, and it was always hearts. So, if there were four of us, oh, we'd yeah. play hearts. If there were more, then we'd play Mexican train. And nice. I love those games. Yeah, totally agree. Um, the last one I wanted to mention, I asked Richie, but I had to look it up. I know he's around. He's probably playing uh, gaming and watching the stream. Um, but that is a game called Star Wars Outer Rim, which I've now played twice. So, <laughs> this game you can buy on Steam and can be played online. Uh, that would be super fun. It would be really fun to get, <gasps> excuse me, get some listeners in to get like four people or something and play. We'll have to check Austin. into this. That would be a fun stream to do. It is a really fun game. There now there are tons of things going on. You got four different 
card pool piles. You've got ships that you can choose from. You've got characters you can choose from. You've got the entire board. You're moving around. You're avoiding patrols by different factions of... um, uh, like the huts, you've got the empire, you've got the rebels, nice. you've got the syndicate. They're all trying to hunt you down. It's just a, and the whole point of the game is to be you're a bounty hunter or a scoundrel gaining fame. And but when you get the okay. amount of fame that you decide on at the beginning of the game, ten is what the game has asked you to do. We've only ever played to seven, I think, trying to make the game time right. shorter. And those games right. are still like two to three hours long. Oh, holy cow. So, super okay. fun game. Star nice. Wars oriented. has all the cool, fun characters. Um, just really love playing that game so far. But that's one of those ones where it takes a little bit to teach. And once you do, everyone's kind of... You know, the turns roll fast after that, right? But you got to teach someone. Right. So the first time, all three of us didn't know how to play it. The second time, the three of us played it. Plus one, so we had to teach the other guy. But... He learned quick, and uh, I don't know. Super fun game based around Star mm. Wars. So where can you go wrong if you're a Star that Wars fan? Insanely fun. No. Checkmate Ooh, says yeah. Ticket to Ride is another fun one. See. That is a what good is game that? too. Um, it's it's like a train based game where you kind of like have to fill up trains, kind of uh, across. I'm looking at the board here. It looks kind of cool. Correctly. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty fun. Jet is crossing. Hey. Hello. What's up? What's going on, Jet? Um, gosh, when he said tickets are right, it reminded me of another one, but I'm trying to remember which one it was. Shoots and Ladders? That. Mousetrap? No, it's not, none of those. It was. What was it? Oh, I don't remember how to play it. I remember having a lot of fun the few times I played it. Uh, Exploding Kittens? Is that what it's called? That's that's pretty fun. Yeah, I like it. Oh, there's another game that's really good that that I enjoy that's pretty simple for people to figure out, but it's like a... It's definitely a strategy-based game, uh, which is right up my alley, but it's called Azul. A Z U L. Uh, that is a really, really good game. It's simple, straightforward, but also like strategic and super fun. Not terribly long either. Be right back, dude. So that is the bonus game that I would recommend for people. Um. Yeah. So, uh, good night, punk. Left. So that's gonna be the end of the show. Good night, everyone. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right, so, uh, GMP has a wonderful topic question for the open topic section, and I'm kind of excited. Uh, it is, what is your, you have become the very thing you swore to destroy moment? I thought this was a fun question. I love this question. (laughs) Um, because there are so many, right? You know what this question reminds me of? You've seen those commercials. I is it State Farm? It's not State Farm. There's a commercial that always plays during football games where it's like the guys trying to reverse people turning into their parents. 
And it, oh! It's like, let's not talk about leaving the game before we get in the gates. I was like, how much do you I think they're like in on parking here? Company. And Farmers of State Farm or something? Yeah. That, and yeah, those are funny. Yeah. It's like let's not let's not talk about parking yeah. or the. Did he ask for your help? Okay, yeah. he do, he doesn't need it. So that was actually going to kind of be my answer to this question. Like <laughs> when you it's have the, one of those moments for sure, where you realize it's like holy shit, I'm a parent. Like, oh, it's gut wrenching, but at the same time, you're kind of like. It's a moment of clarity also. Very interesting experience to have. I'd say once I had kids, I everything that I hated that my parents did, I'm like, it became me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how that works. Why is this mother fucking door open? Can you not close it every single day? I ask so, you to close this door. It's always open. I'm that way with lights. <laughs> I'm like, we have humongo windows in our living room. Like, they're like three by eight foot windows. They're big ass windows. We have two of them. Like, you don't need the light on in the living room in the middle of the day. There is so much light coming through those through those windows you're good like why spend the extra energy it drives me nuts <laughs> just saying yeah, hey it makes sense to me um I'm a cheapskate though also very thrifty gosh there's just so many like they can go from like like carts in parking lots. What about never understood. Never understood why my parents were so passionate about people leaving their carts out. Yet somehow now well, I'm like, you, I can't park. Why did, couldn't you walk ten feet and put your cart away? Um. Oh my god. What is it? The shopping cart. Oh yes. Up. On TikTok, there's a dude who's a, a shopping cart police thing it cracks me up it's the shopping cart theory i can't remember who came up with it oh, okay it's basically like it's effectively a morality test it is the idea um that so the what you get out of returning shopping cart is basically zero but what you provide to someone else, there is actually value to. So by returning a shopping cart, you make it to where the employee's job is easy. You basically make it to where there's no risk that a shopping cart's going to damage someone's vehicle or anything like that. But it also takes up your time. You can't just leave the cart there. You have to actually walk it over to the deal and so it is one of those things that's like, if you're willing to do something that has basically no benefit to you, but does have benefit to other people, it's kind of like a morality test type thing, like on how how far you're willing to go outside of your comfort zone to make sure that the shopping cart gets returned. Um, 
it it's a pretty interesting theory and um i'm kind of i am 100 percent all in on the shopping cart theory um okay he, okay I, I, f- I found the thing it's um all right so here's the shopping cart theory this this is a reddit post i've read it for um so i'll just kind of go through it fairly quickly the shopping cart is the ultimate litmus test for whether a person is capable of self-governing. To return the shopping cart is an easy, convenient task, and one which we all recognize as the correct, appropriate thing to do. To return the shopping cart is objectively right. There are no situations other than dire emergencies in which a person is not able to return their shopping cart. Simultaneously, it is not illegal to abandon your shopping cart. Therefore, the shopping cart presents itself as the apex example of whether a person will do what is right without being forced to do it. No person will punish you for not returning the shopping cart. No one will fine you or kill you for not returning the shopping cart. You gain nothing by returning the shopping cart. You must return the shopping cart out of the goodness of your own heart. You must return the shopping cart because it is the right thing to do, because it is correct. A person who is unable to do this is no better than an animal. An absolute savage (laughs) who is only be made to do what is right by threatening them with a law and the force that stands behind it. The shopping cart is what determines whether a person is a good or bad member of society. And I gotta be honest, I am 100% entirely all in on the shopping cart theory. I, like, this is... I I I do I like it. stand by that 100%. <laughs> I think it is a fantastic morality test. I thought of the best one for me. At least for me. When I was growing up, whenever we would go out to parties... And, you know, any type of outing, birthday parties, whatever. My parents would always make us leave earlier than everybody else. Okay. Like they always, we always left early or we left, we were one of the first few people that would leave. Never the last person. Um, and I always thought it was weird or why, you know, why do you want to get back home so bad? Um, but I've, so I, it killed me and I was like, you know, I will stay out and everybody can have fun and that should be the standard. And then, you know, we can go home when everything's done. I definitely always want to be the first person to leave everything and go home. Like (laughs) always. I'm like, Uh. I, I don't even want to be here, but I'm here because we need to be here. Or like, let's say, uh, okay, so perfect example. My daughter had a swimming party for her sixth grade, uh, a sixth grade swimming party for the end of the year or whatever at the the, the high school's pool. And they needed, um, they needed sponsors to go. And I, the okay. only reason I volunteered, the only reason is because I didn't want my daughter to not get to go because they didn't have enough sponsors. Right. Right. And so, so um, my wife texts my daughter's or t- emailed my daughter's teacher and said, my husband would like to sponsor liar uh, and go with you guys. And she never got an email back from the teacher. Right. And so that on the night before it was supposed to happen, 
we hadn't heard anything. So I'm like, you know what? I'm definitely not going now. I, I, don't, I, I She didn't get back to us. I don't like making plans day of when I don't know if I'm needed or not. I'm definitely not going. And my wife, my wife told my daughter, she's like, well, when you get to school today, make sure you ask your teacher if she needs your dad. And I told my wife, I'm like, don't tell her that. Do not ask your teacher because then she'll say yes and then I'll have to go. I'm like, <laughs> don't ask her. If she doesn't think about it, uh, then I'm not going. And guess what? I didn't go, and I felt great. I sat at home and played video games, and my daughter still got to swim, so everything was good for everybody. Very nice, very nice. But I didn't. I didn't have to leave my house because I didn't want. To. I am a just old man. <laughs> you are. Can't disagree. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> But that's the biggest yeah. one. I would thought my parents were super boring. No, here's the thing, Mark. We go out to parties and my parents want to leave early. Every time I went to my grandma's house, I had to sleep on the carpet until my parents were ready to leave. And then I had, they'd scoop me off the carpet to sleep in the car on the drive home. But they'd stay there till like midnight. But you want to leave my friend's birthday party 10 minutes earlier than everyone else. I don't understand. <laughs> So, I think as a parent, I think it makes a lot of sense to leave early. Like, there's less chance to get a sugar rush and crash. Um, You're around a bunch of kids that aren't yours. They're probably little demons that you want to get away from. Like... I think it makes a lot of sense. I'm I'm curious to see what I'm like whenever we get to the point that we're going to like birthday parties and shit because I'll be honest, I'll be one of those people I'm like, let's bounce. We've been here for five minutes, time to go, you know. But we'll see. We're not there yet. Our baby's almost seven months, so I, I thought of another one. Okay. I was I so when we moved into the house that I lived in when I was in junior... No, this was just high school. We moved to the house that I lived in in high school. My dad apparently was a forward thinker because he got Cat 5 installed throughout the house. So I was able to um, plug, was my com- co- plug my computer in and have yeah. internet all the time to my computer. So I would spend... Yeah. All my time on my computer because back then I had my own computer, which is a big deal because having three computers in our house is a massive deal. And I had my own and it was in my room and I could sit on the Internet. Um, nice. So I sat on the Internet all the time on AOL Instant Messenger and downloading songs oh, yeah. from Napster for three days and, sh- and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Right. That was fun. Um, it was fun watching your download percentage increase. Watching the like, box fill up. I'm going to get this song. Oh yeah! I, think about it. Like it would take four hours to get a song you wanted to listen to back then. When now you can just pick it and listen to it on streaming services. It oh, drives me nuts. Amazing how times changed, isn't it? But I used to sit on my computer all the time, and my dad used to be get mad. Like, come in here and hang out with us. Let's watch this show that we used to watch before we had internet all the time. You know, just come hang yes. out with us, right? Yeah. Literally, my I never see my 12-year-old, ever. She's always in a room on her phone or her tablet playing video games with her friends. I Half the time, I don't even know when she's home. 
And I'm always like, hey, Addison, come down here. She comes downstairs and I'm like, just stay down here for a little while. I just want to see your face. I want to know you still exist. And she's always so mad about it. And then every time she's mad about it, I think to myself, you know, this is the exact same crap that I used to say to my parents. Like, that song's going to end soon. I got to put another one on. I got to download another one. Or else I'll never get it by tomorrow night. <laughs> you know? My my mix CD tomorrow night for Friday night with the friends and is going to be terrible. Is, like, these days, like, those those playlists go on forever. Ugh. There was no cutting them off from the stuff. That's something we should talk about sometime. Is like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that children would be a- with phones. God, it gives me anxiety. I think it would be more fun to do like a throwback episode because I'm 40, you're 34. And yes. I, I, I was like, it's not 36, it's 34. Okay. Just Wait, what? Did, what? What year does that mean you were born in? 88. Okay, so you're still born in the 80s. You weren't didn't yeah. grow up in the 80s, basically. But correct. The 90s, the the like, I, I saw a TikTok and it said, "Kids from the 90s will remember this," and it was just a whole bunch of shit that I forgot about that existed, and that was the, like the thing in the 90s that you would never think about now. Like. I think um, writing in the back of trucks constantly everywhere you went and the difference between someone trying to do that now versus then or um yeah uh you know those little VC- vhs rewinders you know that was high tech at the high time. tech right like be, please be kind so rewind easy to not get charged by freaking Blockbuster, Blockbuster. Blockbuster yeah. Now, we just another thing to throw in there. There that was, was so the many shit, crazy. Man. Blockbuster was like the place to go. I, I remember <laughs> when Netflix came out. I'm like, this is so stupid. They're going to mail me a DVD. I could just go Blockbuster and pick one up. What the hell? Oof. That's so. That that aged well. Well, I, I was told someone the other night. I'm like, what's they were talking about Friday nights, and I'm like, not having seatbelts in the car. Yes, another one. Yeah, no um, joke. But there was like, um, the seatbelt thing threw me off. Oh, I was like, Friday nights are great because you can go out to dinner, pick up a movie, and then I, and then my head, I'm like. Did I just revert 20 years? Nobody picks up movies anymore. That's true. Because that's what we used to do back then. That was a date night, right? You know? Well, those were the good date nights. Oh, yeah. That was the original yeah. Netflix and chill. All right? Oh, That yeah, was a, yeah. let's go out to dinner, a nice dinner where we can hang Red out Box talk. and chill. And let's go grab a blockbuster movie and go watch it at my house. You know? Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, you were getting somewhere. Yeah, because now you're not in a movie theater. Well, I mean, I guess Netflix isn't in a movie theater. Who goes to movie theaters? Gosh, I'm what's old. a movie theater? <laughs> they didn't. I haven't been to one of those. They in didn't a long completely. Time. Dude, I went. I went uh, last Thursday, not this Thursday, no, yesterday, but the Thursday before. Me and my, I went. To, we, me and my wife went to see um, uh, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Ooh, how was it? 
good. It was pretty good. I liked it. It was pretty, pretty fun. good. Not great. It wasn't as good as No Way Home, the Spider-Man movie, but I, I thought it was okay. fun. Okay. But like yes. for my wife, she hadn't gone to a movie theater because of the pandemic in like right. three years. Let alone, this was the first time I took her to Majestic Theaters, which is one of the ones that is, it's you're in like recliner seats, but you also got a table and you can order food and beer the entire movie. So that's my type of movie theater that, these that's, days. That's the way to go. Especially Majestic because they have craft beer. So the entire time I'm drinking craft beer while watching my mm. movie. I love that it. don't sound bad. That don't sound bad at all. Gotta be honest. I won't spoil. I won't spoil. I'll just say it's still worth watching. It's just not. It didn't live up to what I thought it was going to be. It was good, but it's good though. So nice. Well, anything else you want to mention? I think that's it for tonight. I think that covers pretty much everything that we uh, we had. Sweet. So. Well. Um, I'm sure you guys, anyone listens already there, but uh, discord.me slash shattered order. We would love your feedback. Let us know uh, if these podcast episodes are moderately interesting or if they're shit. Uh, yes, we would yes, love please. any feedback whatsoever. This is um, literally new territory for us. We're only two episodes into this new new yes. format. Still, can, can I give an update on my not swagging? Yes. Oh, you want um, Oh, I got an update for you too. Go ahead. Oh, thank goodness. This should be good. Um, so it's been what about a month since I quit Swaga? Has probably. it been that long? Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, I want to talk about how much I miss Swaga. I don't at all. I was about it's, to say this is a setup. It's setting me decision. up. I'm not trying to talk anyone else out playing, but holy cow, boy! I do, boy, I don't miss that. Um, yeah, not at all. No regrets there. That what a fantastic decision. Deleted it off my phone. Do you remember what I was working on before you quit? Uh, you just finished Iden. Troopers? Well, you were still kind of working on them, weren't you? No. I was working on something that I hated that I needed to have to feel competitive. What was it? Executor. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I was... I spent so many crystals being ready for all the requirements for Executor that it lists in the journey guide. Oh, God. All ready for that shit. And then the day came. I ran through the event to the final tier. And guess what is not listed in the requirements in the journey guide that you actually fucking need? What? A seven-star Razor Crest, which I was 20 shards off of, and a B-28 Bomber, which I was 70 shards off of to get seven-star. So I didn't get the Executor, and now I have to wait a freaking month for it. I almost quit that day. I was so pissed after working a month and a half to be able to unlock it and i still wasn't able to because the journey guide is so shit it did not tell me i needed those ships at seven star i was so mad i i i almost deleted it instantly off my phone 
I'm like, I've been working my ass off for a month looking at okay. the journey guide every Let, day. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. You do, you, you've been doing a podcast about this game forever. You should have known the seven star Razor Quest. Quest. Razor Crest was a requirement. It's not even a seven star. You're unlocking a ship at five stars. Why would I think you need a seven star ship? Yeah. You should have known. But. Whatever. I was pissed. But <laughs> I 100% agree with you that the journey guide doesn't tell you that is our target. Here's the best part. You can click so on dumb. each part of the event and if you click on the end event, it'll tell you you need a seven star. But the requirement, I was only looking at the requirements to get in the stupid event. Uh, I hate everything. Everything. It says my Discord link is invalid. Hold so on. next month, maybe? Next month, I'll have it for sure. That's weird. Invalid. Right, well, huh. Well, we got to fix may- that. Thanks for that. We'll get that fixed. That is weird. I wonder how long it's been like that. You're the first person to say something. I wonder how long it's been like that. Wait, do we say discord.gg? No. Discord.me. Discord.me slash shattered order. How could I... Oof. How could I ever forget that? Let's okay, see. So I think that, it's working The link for me. still works. Redirecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Discord app launch. Yeah, yeah, the link still works. It's not .gg, it's discord.me. And the discord.me slash shattered order. Sweet. All right. Well, to everybody out there, thank you for listening to this. Um, I've got an idea for the show next week that I'm going to float to wink once we get off of here tonight. Oh, shit. Um, Can't wait to hear this. It should be. If you like that last question... You'll like what we're going to do next week. So I don't remember what the last question was. So uh, Your I, very thing I swore to destroy. What was the last question? Oh, uh, what is your uh, you have become the very thing you swore to destroy moment? Okay. Um, I'm curious to hear this because. So, come back we'll next see. week. We'll get yeah. where we might be trying something new or we might be going with the, the three topic uh, way to do things. But uh, either good. way. Episode 289, give us your podcast feedback in discord.me slash shattered order. And uh, that that will help us out greatly. So We'll also take any critical feedback with a five-star review on podcast platforms. Yep. Um, even if you think it's shit, we would appreciate five stars because, hey, why not? Yeah, it costs you nothing. Um, yeah, so there you go. I don't feel bad about asking. No, no. Well, you know what's funny is we did this so long that we, even without asking, you guys always always crush it. Except for the people that don't like me vaping. They always give low stars. I I understand it, but it it just never ends. It's not as annoying now as it used to be. I I try to move away from the mic these days. It used Uh, to drive me nuts. (laughs) And turned into a crazy person. Hey, what can you do? <sighs> but all right, well, all right, everybody, uh, we, we will, will be catch back. you all next week. We'll catch you next week for episode two ninety. Ninety percent of the way to three hundred episodes. Ooh, <laughs> well done. So until then, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Later.